You're listening to Escaping the Rat Race. I'm your host, Amy Leo, a singer, songwriter, and mental health educator. And our show is all about questioning the status quo and pushing the boundaries into what's possible for human beings and not probable. So tune in and get ready to escape the rat race, not only the monotonous nine to five work grind, but also that incessant internal mental chatter that prevents most of us humans from experiencing more joy, peace, clarity, and freedom. Entrepreneurs do it all, putting aside personal care for the success of their business. This August, revive your sanity and your work in a week-long professional growth retreat in Costa Rica. Spend seven nights at the Blue Osa Resort with three fresh garden-to-table meals a day, yoga classes, and 10 coaching classes for the success of your business and your life. Sign up for the advanced program and receive one-on-one coaching with Jean Catherine before and after the retreat. To find out more, go to www.reviveyoursanity.com, www.reviveyoursanity.com. On today's show, I'm speaking with singer, songwriter, and entrepreneur Aoife O'Leary for a raw conversation of hard times and also what's on the other side of those hard times. And that's the possibility of seeing life with greater simplicity and ease, whether it's in your general life or career. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. My name is Amy Leo from reviveyoursanity.com. Not sure where you are in the world. I have on the line a dear friend of mine. She is a music whiz. She's a singer songwriter uh, and her message is love. And she's really, really passionate about assisting people to find their own voice and express themselves in the world. And she has a variety of personal stories and personal experience with you know, what it's like to be a creative person and to have that inner struggle where your heart's telling you to do one thing and then your mind and maybe your friends and family are telling you to do another thing. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Miss Aoife. She is in Dublin at the moment. And Aoife, if you could just start uh, sharing a little bit about your story with your passion for music and how that manifested. And from there, we'll go to the business side and the spirituality side. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for having me on this. This is incredible. Um, So yeah, my name is Aoife O'Leary and I, from the time I was probably two is my earliest memory of, of music and singing and that being what I wanted to do. And I was so sure. And as I grew up in my house, there was a lot of turbulence in my teens. So I lost a lot of confidence. So by the time I got back into singing, I was in my twenties and I did backing vocals and stuff for people around Ireland at the time, but I knew my heart was in rock, in loud rock, <laughs> and in writing my own, my own songs that were um, like stories of my own life that I could really, really connect to. So um, Moth Complex came from that, and Moth Complex was my band. Um, and there were, so, there were so many things going back years and years and years to my teens that I really wanted to do. I wanted to tour, I wanted to make videos, I want, and 
like for somebody who is in Dublin, Ireland, spending every single penny I, I had on music or um, in-ear monitors or, or whatever those things were, um, like videos, photographs, all the rest of it, the idea of being able to head off and tour around the States was sort of um, crazy. <laughs> it was just crazy. But I had read all about this manifestation stuff and I checked my favorite bands and it was MySpace at the time that they would have been using. So I took screenshots or made printouts of their tour itineraries across the States. And I had this little box that I had for what I wanted to create in my future. And I put the, um, uh, the list of, of um, shows in there and in my mind I pictured that that's what I was going to do for myself. I know this, I know creative people understand these things. Creative people understand that life flows through us so you can't decide I'm going to sit down I'm going to write the best song I've ever written and have that just happen because it's not only you in the process and the process of writing the best song ever largely involves getting out of your brain putting your, yourself and your own agenda aside it definitely involves action and um, and upskilling and all the rest of it but then allowing the magic to happen and allowing life to flow through us so um happenstance I'm doing air quotes, <laughs> things happened where I ended up meeting um, online somebody who I pursued as a manager for the band and he ended up being involved in the band and between the two of us we booked a moth complex tour across the states and then after that I actually moved to the states. Visa fell into my hands, performance visa and that's another manifestation story um, that I can tell and, um, and then I lived in the states for a year doing shows on Sunset Strip and you know the Viper Room, the Roxy, those kind of venues and having incredible experiences and um, released two albums through Moth Complex and was doing another side project when I was really feeling at that stage that there were other things that I wanted to explore in life for a little while. So that's kind of where I am now. So, does that answer your question? <laughs> that's perfect Eva. I, I love so much bringing on colleagues of mine and friends, people that I don't even know, because it's really important to me to share with people that you can have a lifestyle that's aligned with what you're passionate about and love to do. You know, it's not just reserved for like the quote unquote shiny superstars. You know, you're, you're just, well, they're just human beings too, but you're, here you are just an ordinary, everyday, big hearted gal from Dublin who was able to tour the United States. And I think that's extraordinary, and it's something that gets missed a lot in our cultural tales, or at least the tale in America, you know, that's going on about that you have to work really hard to, you know, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, or that you have to be lucky, or that you can never make any money as a singer, so why even bother? So I would love you if you could share more about how did you... I, I know what the words coming to mind other than, other than transcend, but how did you start seeing for yourself that the cultural norms aren't really relevant to your individual path as a creative person? Um, well, I think it's something that I felt from very early on that I sort of felt um, on the outside of life that that other people that I, I felt a little bit more of an observer or as much as I could be involved in whatever was going on that I still felt a little bit um, 
a little bit more of an observer is really the, the main way I could think. But then also there's, um, and I think we spoke a little bit about this before we started the call, but I remember a friend of mine telling me at one stage, she said, I understand that the best way to manage huge numbers of people is through a system. And it's almost like the societal agreements about what the norm is, is kind of one with that system. So our media reinforces it, our, um, our TV shows, I suppose, advertisements, um, shops, all, all business, all those kind of things about what's norm for people in, what's normal for people in life. So you should have this by this age. If you're in this situation, you should think this or feel this. If you, and then if you don't do what um, is aligned with the norm, you're in, in wrong again, <laughs> in quotes, <laughs> you know. And so for people who are born into this, sort of the western world or our kind of um or what those kind of norms if you don't agree with that stuff or if in your body because the answers are always in our body something feels off or feels wrong you can you can start to kind of blame yourself or feel discordant or wonder what's wrong with me i felt that for a long time what's wrong with me what's wrong with me i tried before i was doing music i tried to just um to get a job and, and work a normal place and i find myself turning up to work in the mornings in tears or in my lunch breaks in tears and just thinking I can't live like this like if it's x amount of dollar or for me it would have been pounds at the time euro pounds whatever an hour like I'd rather have my time at least then I could do things I could feel fulfilled by and I suppose I realized that um, that I just, because uh, a large part of the what's wrong with me thing was other people can just do this. Other people can go, yeah, I hate my job, but I don't care on Friday night, I'm going out. But for me, it was like, but this is my life. This is my life. I can't do this. And really that now looking back, I can see that where I was, was kind of stuck in the sort of um, the problem part of it, because what was great about those couple of years is that I remember at one stage getting to a point of really feeling I can't live like this and thinking, okay, well, what am I going to do about it then? What do I really want? And the answer about what I really wanted was I wanted to do music. I wanted to sing. And then I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to do that, what what are the steps? And so the first step I came on was to look around ads and shops and at the time, I'd look at the ads, but I couldn't take, or I might take the numbers, but I couldn't contact the people. And I remember one day in my job, ringing um, about an, an, uh, somebody about an advertisement for a band. And before they answered the phone, I hung up. And I remember being delighted with myself because in that moment, I thought, I've made a step and the next step I'm going to talk to the person and the step after that I'm going to this and the step after that and ultimately I'm going to sing and that's and that's what I did and I know for other people who might be sort of um or or more able or <laughs> less sensitive to the world or whatever they'd be thinking what the hell is wrong with you you just ring them and you make an arrangement and you go ahead and, and but I can't explain that was the way I was feeling that was it but ultimately the decisions and the things that have been changing my life and opening me up to all these different opportunities were first of all making a decision to step out of the oh god why i don't like this and step into the okay well what do i want what am i going to do about it because ultimately it's fine that if and and it, 
it's great for people who you know what or who fit nicely into what what would be considered norm and who get society's approval and approval of their families and all the rest of it and everybody thinks thinks that's great you're so successful at your job you've got this you've got this you've got this awesome but there are people who just need different things in life and really that's okay and the more you fight against your own nature and the more uh discord and and um unhappiness results whereas really the more you kind of can absolutely get grounded get still and get honest about how you feel what you desire and the truth of where you are and how you're going to move in the direction that is really going to be a place where you can feel more fulfilled and happy in yourself but then you're in the perfect position to give to others because it's only through being build up in ourselves that we can we can give to others too there's so many just beautiful nuggets that you're directing the listeners to you know this this kind of universal human experience that's unfolding for everybody moment to moment and that it absolutely is different for every individual and that there's nothing wrong you know, so often, Eva, when I'm speaking to people, there was always this belief and it, it often happened like about the timing you said, I, I can speak for myself that the self-doubt for me really came about the teenagers as well. Some people, it's a little earlier where, you know, you go from being this child where the world is full of imagination and possibilities and mystery and potential to starting to be aware of yourself and others to be aware of something called social approval or acceptance to be aware of these cultural rules and norms and and what Eve is pointing to is this freedom that's available for every human being no matter what their career desire is and I know that you've kind of done some work and looking in the direction of self-discovery and I'd like to ask Eva how has the process of self-discovery changed life for you? Mm, wow, that's, that's an amazing question. Um, I remember at a time, like I had mentioned just really quickly earlier about having a time of turbulence in my life. So my teenage years were the toughest years for me to live. And um, I remember at a point when I was probably in and around 20, um, finding myself in therapy it was kind of going to be that I was so much heading off the rails that it was I was either going to get myself together or I was going to be in a place where I was going to in the words in my head or I was going to die you know and so I remember being in therapy and that's kind of I knew before that I had my mom had Louise Hay books or she, and so when we were babies or young children she would do yoga so I was kind of like we'd be playing with her toys and she'd be doing yoga beside us so I kind of had an awareness of of these kind of uh, spiritual principles or or um or about yoga being such a practice that's of grounding and sort of a well, so I was aware of those things kind of in the background somewhere but then I, I kind of got lost in my life so when I when I went to therapy initially it really kind of set me on this path and I remember after a few months being in a place where I started to see that it wasn't a case that life just happens to me 
because up to that life used to happen i'd react life would happen i'd react life would happen i'd react and i'd react in whatever way i was i had seen other people react or i was used to reacting so if there was a fight and somebody shouted at me i'd shout back and get angry and blame and then get totally distressed and then tell everybody else about it and then you know kind of all those things and that's what i used to do and i just didn't know that i had a choice in how i react so there were kind of all sorts of things that came from um, initially starting to see no the life that is happening around me i am creating as much as i am responding to reacting to you know that, that i have a part in this and then after a few months, I came to a place of feeling like a limbo. Like I wasn't where I wanted to be in life and I wasn't where I had been. And where I had been, as much as it didn't feel good, um, was familiar. So it kind of had a warped sort of safety or security in it because it was predictable to me. Whereas when I moved out of that and I was going forward as much as I knew I was moving in the direction of the things and the life I wanted. And um, I had this realization, there is no going back now. I can't go back to sleep. I can't ever be unconscious again. And that was kind of a scary place. And I remember I met uh, my first kind of, I suppose, really proper boyfriend some i had had boyfriends but i didn't have somebody who was who i stayed with for a number of years and we're still friends and all the rest of it but um i remember when i met him at first and he was really nice to me i felt bored <laughs> it's crazy i felt bored because as much as i wanted this i wanted to be somebody who was going to treat me really well and be nice to me when it was happening there was none of the drama. There was none of the screaming. There was none of the fighting. Or, and I was saying, okay, is this what life is supposed to be like then? <laughs> you know? And it actually took me a while to adapt to that and to be able to receive somebody being nice to me. So to, to I suppose, the, the final thing that I'd be thinking is, how has it changed my life? It's changed my life to be that I know I'm in control of how I feel. And I feel good basically all the time now there are days there are times i'm a human being so obviously i'm not all the clowns so there are things that happen that are things i don't want or there are days i feel grumpy or there are days that i feel you know like oh like it, days that feel harder than others but i know that when I, if i go get quiet settle down come back to breath there is realignment there and uh, that ultimately now I know whatever is happening, I choose how to react. I and there's a, there's such power in that, you know. So now, say if something happens or some or there's, well, or if I'm around something I don't like, it's all instead. And I hear my brain going, "Oh look, I'm doing it again. I'm, I, I, I'm doing it again. I'm wanting to be defensive, and that's because I'm really scared." And I kind of laugh, and it's fixed. It's just that <laughs> it amazes me how easy life can be when we step out of our own ego and stubborn mindedness and all that kind of stuff. So it's literally, I'm in a, in a world away from where I began with all these things. I'm like a different person. Yeah. Yeah. There's, 
You know, it's so funny. I think if both of us were sitting with our former selves and we said that life is actually a lot simpler than we think, <laughs> with the yeah. key words there, we think, because it's yeah. all interpretation based. <laughs> yeah. I think we'd probably throw stones or tomatoes at our, ourselves, but, exactly. but, <laughs> but yeah. this is the truth as I've also come, you know, to, to experience it, is that it really is more simple than we think. And it's not that there aren't logistical things to take care of. You know, the bills logistically do need to get paid every month, or if they don't, then you can creatively figure a way through that. Uh, and it has been in my own life substantially more beneficial when I am approaching circumstances like that what, with a clearer mind. Mm -hmm. You know, and this piece I also really liked that you were pointing out was about the unknown. And this limbo, when I, I had a similar experience of feeling really disoriented, when I started to really see for myself that even the reactions that I'm having <laughs> are just one interpretation of this other person's interpretation of the world. Yeah. So, so the beauty of that is that in certain moments, I have a choice now, and it happens more and more effortlessly where I just don't have to take it seriously. Exactly. I was telling you that um, I have a, well, I've been keeping a, a blog, I suppose, for this year. And I wrote about one thing where I had a night where I was stood up by this guy. And I called the, I think I called the blog, the Mike, Mike formula and the Nick situation, because there are two of them in a, in a matter of weeks. But um, there's one guy, and I had this sense before, um, to cut a long story short, that yeah, I don't know if this night's going to happen. As much as he was saying, no, 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 definitely, and I'll call you this time, and that I still had, and I was saying, okay. And I still had in my feeling, in my body had this feeling, I don't know if this is going to happen. So anyway, on the night in question, I got all dressed up, you know, the way we girls do, hair done, makeup, <laughs> dress, high heels, looked my best, called him and said, okay, cool, I'm here now, I'm in town, because the idea was he was going to be wandering around so, uh, with, with a couple of pals, so I was going to call him and he was going to tell me where they were. No response. And so I tried to ring his phone, no answer. And... Normally now I default to the thing of, okay, well, that's fine. Something must have come up. I'm sure I'll figure out in time. Whereas that night my body was telling me, you knew this, you know, uh -huh. you knew this and you ignored it. So I thought, okay, I gave it 20 minutes and I thought, how long am I going to stand here in a bathroom of a bar in town waiting for a call and giving my power away? So I thought, okay, that's it. So I went home and I remember starting to feel those like in norm type feelings where I started to feel kind of sad. I started to feel kind of down. I started, you know, those kind of things. And I started the, the what's wrong with me type feelings. And in that second, I thought, nope, I'm not doing this because I know where that goes. I know where those thoughts are going to lead me. They're going to lead me to more bad thoughts and, and reasons why it's tough and tears. And, but yeah, all those things. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do what I know and I'm going to make a choice there. So, so the, the thing about what I know is you don't force happy feelings on top of, of, on, uh, of other feelings. I don't even want to say bad feelings. They, they can feel bad, but the feelings aren't bad. They're just feelings. You know, they, and so if you can honor them and give them the space, I'm going, okay, so what's the truth of what I'm feeling? I feel sad. I feel disappointed. And it was like, okay, so you feel sad and disappointed. So if I want, I can let myself feel sad and disappointed. And okay. So 
Um, next thought comes and that was why do I feel sadness and disappointment it's because I didn't feel that evening how I wanted to but how did I want to feel well I want to feel happy I want to feel pretty I want to feel attractive I want to feel like flirtatiousness and fun and play excitement you know because I was gonna go and show him and his friends around or whatever around Dublin and I thought all right so my sadness and disappointment has nothing to do with the guy nothing to do with being stood up it's just because i didn't feel feelings i wanted to do so i thought okay well so how can i generate those feelings for myself well i can dress up and go out and meet my friends tomorrow i can go i can have play and fun when i'm minding my nephews we can you know play chasing in the garden or you know whatever i can feel happiness this i can feel this and, and all of a sudden i realized um that everything was fine and I actually felt grateful for the situation that had happened and when I heard from him the next day I said oh that's grand hope you had a good night and I knew I wouldn't be meeting him again because that's not how I want to be treated but I didn't feel anything like I would have before I didn't feel blame I didn't feel anger I didn't feel like victimized or any of that kind of stuff I just felt thankful because it's like, great, now I learned all this stuff that I wouldn't have learned before. And then I went off and had a load of fun doing all sorts of different things. And so it's kind of like life gets to be like that if you don't get caught up in the drama and you can just roll with the punches or let the feelings flow or, you know, not get caught in the judgment and the blame and the self-blame and the self-criticism, but just choose to see things a little differently, shift your perspective. You know, and there are times when that's pretty easy and there are times that that takes a couple of days for different situations. But ultimately, it's more playful. It's a lighter way to be in life. It's much more fun. And it feels so much better than being caught in the anger and the drama and the blame because I've lots of practiced that before. <laughs> lots of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what Aoife is sharing... I mean, th this one insight that an individual has changes the, their entire world. You know, this, this shift from my feelings are coming from something outside of myself or are my feelings coming from the inside out. That, that's a game changer on so many levels, you know, and it really, as you were sharing, I, I was chuckling a little with my own experiences of, I've really come to see there's, there's the body knowing that Eva's talking about, we could call that wisdom, we could call that common sense, that could be guiding you, well, it is guiding you in every facet of life, whether it's a relationship, whether it's career-based, whether it's with your art, whether it's with your business. And I really invite listeners that when something is really strongly resonating with your instinct or your gut or your intuition, again, all different words, but I'm pointing at the same thing to really follow where that leads, much like Aoife has shared in her own story, because the truth is the thought committee, that kind of primal monkey brain on that habit circuitry of thought is always going to go, you know, with the, with the questioning, oh, well, why, maybe if I should have, if I said this, then it would have gone that way, or maybe I shouldn't do this, or I'm not going to have that much money, or maybe I would be overwhelmed. All of that really doesn't take us anywhere as human beings. It's not that helpful. It doesn't propel us forward. Um, and, and that's something, those voices will likely come up as you continue your journey as a creative person because I, I don't know about, well, Aoife's already shared this. I was gonna say, I don't know about you, Aoife, but I'm not an alien yet or an enlightened master. And I mean, everyone has insecure thoughts from time to time. 
But when you start to see that that's really human and that uh, maybe it's not the best time to trust yourself with your worldview, you know, <laughs> when it feels really dark, like I had a, a, a quite an interesting day yesterday where I was moving through all these emotions really pretty quickly, you know, because I also... I ha haven't been in the practice lately of, of holding on to them or making a lot of meaning, but it didn't prevent me from feeling insecure. It didn't prevent me from feeling anger at certain points to gratitude. And it was like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah. And it was so lovely. You know, my, my sweetheart came up to me and said, you know, Hey, what's wrong? Like, there's gotta be something wrong. And I said, no one, there isn't like, I'm just feeling a little sad right now. Because I knew that I run the test. Aoife. I don't know if you have some type of thing like this for yourself. You know, there's certain things that if I'm in that low state of mind and everything seems like it's awful, you know, <laughs> I probably, again, shouldn't really trust myself because yeah. it's just one interpretation. It's like painting with a black brush when in actuality you have access to a full color palette. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, it's, um, it can be so funny because I was watching a training from this by this lady called Christy Marie Sheldon who I love she does a lot of energy work and she said for a week notice your judgments because the, what's key to this kind of way of living is being open and being non-judgmental of others or yourself so you can observe life as it happens observe your feelings as they're happening feel them if you need to like if you need to I mean but you can shift them very quickly so for a week I was observing my judgments and um there are you know there was I got a bus somewhere and there was a lady on the bus and I I love when people wear outrageous stuff I've worn like in before especially when I was in around <laughs> my early earliest 20s I remember had a lime green fake fur mini dress I still have kind of really bright really crazy stuff so I think for people fly your flag live your life enjoy it for whatever day, reason for that day that day on the bus I think she was wearing something that was really really teeny and all bulgy so first thought in my brain was oh for god's sake and then my next thought in my brain was all right you're observing your judgment what are your criticisms about this pe person? And I swear, everything about my judgments for that whole week related back to me. She shouldn't be whatever, why? So you'd like somebody to determine how uh, you'd wear clothes, <laughs> you know? Like, of course not. All right. So what? And, and literally by picking apart my different judgments, I could really see that they had nothing, nothing to do with the externals and everything to do within. And, and even when... Another thing I'm thinking of is if I drive, sometimes I drive, like if somebody in front of me is going really slowly, I, I start feeling irritated like that I, that I, because I want to, I like moving fast anyway in life. I like when life kind of moves fast. I feel excited when I'm going and going here or doing this or it's like, um, it's fun. But, um, and I tease my dad, I say, you're the reason that I feel this impatience when I drive because I've had years and years of watching you feeling irritated. And we joke back and forth because I know it's not him. I know it's all me and whatever I observed, it's my behavior now is, is, um, is all about me. And so sometimes I'm thinking, why do I want to pass them out? What difference does it make? Why do I want to go like faster than I am, even within the speed limit? What difference does it make? <laughs> so there's all this conditioning or this judgment that is, that is literally built on sand. It, it doesn't, there's no substance to it. It's all just this past conditioning, past thinking, unquestioned beliefs, unexamined beliefs. And a lot of the time it all comes back 
to it, it well really all the time it all comes back to ourselves and so when we can pick apart those judgments i'm judging somebody else for not being how i would want them to be okay is that how i want to be no i want them to be exactly how they they want and i want to have the freedom to be that myself so why is there a judgment i don't know <laughs> and all of a sudden it all falls apart you know like great i'm glad i realized that in future i can just bless people and hope go fly your flag enjoy your life i applaud you i am cheering you on and it's it feels so much better than the contraction and oh there's just one more thing about how the feelings are in our body that's the openness the relaxed the happy feelings and there's the contracted controlling tense like the furrowed brow like this clench those kind of feelings and one is guiding you in a direction that's open and where there's opportunity and the other body feelings are shutting you down. So simple. I've really appreciated the simplicity and clarity that you've brought to this call. Aoife. We are actually running out of time. I'm kind of, no, I'm not kind of, I'm bummed out about this. Uh, but uh, just a couple of things. Uh, if there is one thing that you would want listeners to take home from today's call, what would it be? And then please share where people can find you, Aoife, if they want to speak with you more and work with you. The number one thing that I would say to people is that wherever you are is just fine. That if um, if all this stuff is, is resonating and you're feeling more called to go into it for yourself, perfect. And if you're listening to this thinking that's absolute nonsense, that's perfect too. Because I spent a long time judging myself for not being here or not being there, or not being further along, not being... Um, more successful by whatever societal terms or not being all those kind of judgments and at the end of the day it's like you are where you are and it's absolutely fine so i would say to people and um, take the pressure off being somebody who still puts a lot of pressure on myself take the pressure off and think actually i'm doing great i'm pretty awesome and if you own that <laughs> think you're on the right path and um, where you can find more about me, my band is Moth Complex, although I'm taking a break from Moth Complex at the moment, but it's um, Moth Complex, since I mentioned it on the call, is M-O-T-H-complex.com. And what I'm working on personally at the moment is my message is love, my message is love.com. And I want to help facilitate people finding their own voice in the world and expressing themselves, be that to do something musical, creative, artistic, or to start a business or to just personally lean in that direction. So I'm at mymessageislove.com and you can email copy at mymessageoflove.com because I also do copywriting there too. Perfect. I have loved you being on the call. Again, this was Amy Leo from ReviveYourSanity.com. And if you did resonate with this kind of conversation and want to spend seven days in Costa Rica with other big-hearted, open-minded entrepreneurs and creatives like myself in EFA, please feel free to check out the website at ReviveYourSanity.com. It is a retreat that's geared at entrepreneurs. So if you feel, oh, I'd love to take a vacation, but I can't walk away from my business. I can't step away. I promise you, you will definitely learn some things that will be beneficial to your business and maybe even make some new connections and network while in a beautiful place. So come on, best of both worlds. <laughs> Until next time, 
Keep rocking, everybody. My biggest take-homes for today. I really enjoyed how real and practical Aoife was as she spoke about her own journey to greater awareness and consciousness. And you really felt that as she spoke, she had nothing on the interview except sharing genuinely and wasn't trying to convince anybody of anything. One major point that stuck out for me is the idea of love and living from love, but not as a woo-woo romanticized concept, but love as a control center for operating, uh, love as an energy, as a certain feeling with which to take action and engage in the opportunities around you in. You know, for me, this is something that we all experience, this energy force, and that if someone, for instance, is in a bad mood, we can automatically feel that as soon as they walk in the door. They don't have to say anything. But when someone is operating from a space of not phony, conceptualized love because I want to be a better person, but really love again as a way of living, as a place of insight and energy, that we can also really feel that as well, whether we're talking to people in a professional conversation or whether it's in our personal relationships. And the last take home for me was I loved what Aoife said about not needing to force happy feelings on top of other feelings. I think this is so huge and something that's often misunderstood by people that Aoife was saying, I was just going to get really honest with myself when she got stood up by that guy, for instance, and she wasn't going to try to feel happy. She wasn't going to try to reframe it, but that she really just let herself experience whatever she was going through. And from there, she was able to stand in her own power and that those quote unquote negative or bad feelings, she realized that they're really not that scary, that there is really nothing to do with them, there's nowhere to take them, that they're just going to pass and they're a natural part of living. That's all I had for today's show. I was so delighted that Aoife could come on and share with us. I highly recommend you going to her website, mymessageislove.com. It's beautifully done. It's very simple um, and well worth, I think, the browse over there. Until next time, my name is Amy Leo from reviveyoursanity.com. Thank you for listening. Keep rocking.